Hi there. You're listening to Married to the Ministry, which is part of the Love Worth Finding podcast network. If you are a pastor's wife looking for encouragement or for practical wisdom on how to manage all the challenges of your role with a smile on your face, we're so glad you're here. This is your host, Janet Addison, and I'd like to help you embrace truth and delight in your ministry life. I've just made some yummy hot tea, so why don't you grab a cup and let's chat for a while. y'all. Thanks for joining me today. When Greg and I came to our new church last year, uh, right away, several women's groups invited me to speak at their events, which made me nervous because I didn't know these ladies yet. Plus, it had been years since I'd shared in front of a group like that. Sometimes we ministry wives are expected to pray and teach just like our husbands do, right? (laughs) Can you relate to that? And if you don't know the audience well, or if you don't feel comfortable preparing a speech or a lesson, there's always one story that we can share with anyone, and that's our testimony. Um, My personal experience with Jehovah God as He saved me from sin and how He's been working uh, in my life ever since to make me to be more like Himself. And each person who knows Christ has a beautiful story to tell of, you know, who you were before you met Jesus, how you gave your life to Him, and who you are after salvation. Maybe your testimony includes dramatic events that led you to repentance, or perhaps, like me, you were saved at a young age. But whatever your faith journey looks like, Jesus paid for your salvation with His blood. So your testimony is precious to Him, and it's a very powerful way to impact other people when you tell them about God's work in you. My husband always encourages our church people to write out their testimonies and practice sharing with others. And sometimes people misunderstand and just tell the story of their lives, you know, what their childhood was like or how they got into their career. And sometimes they don't explain how God was quietly weaving the fabric of their lives from the very beginning. But He deserves the glory in our stories. So today I want to share my God story with you to give Him glory and also kind of as an example of how to share a testimony. I was born to a 19-year-old girl who was a freshman in college and uh, was immediately given up for adoption. I'm a child of the 60s, back when it was not cool to be an unwed parent. Um, So we think that my birth mother was sent away to another part of the state to live with her aunt and uncle until I was born. And then she returned back to school and her life uh, and pretended that... uh, this pregnancy never happened. My parents, the couple who adopted me a few weeks later, always told me I was special because I was chosen. Um, I think they didn't want me to have to have therapy later on for any abandonment issues. But since I was an adopted child and the first kid in our family, I think I felt a heavy responsibility to be good. I was a compliant child and very obedient to my parents and teachers, 
you know, authority figures in my life because I didn't want to disappoint them. So I was, I was very obedient. And this desire to be good may be why I gave my life to Christ at the young age of seven, because I was acutely aware of my sin and my shortcomings. And I understood um, that Jesus in me was the only way I was ever going to be good enough to please God. My parents raised me and my brothers and sisters in a Christian home, and we went to Christian school. And church was a primary focus of our family life. Uh, They taught me from an early age that God had a special plan for my life. And uh, that plan began before I was even born, Uh, you know, when my birth mother chose me, chose to give me up for a better chance, you know, for a chance at a better life. And as I grew up and matured in my faith, I began to understand more what it meant to walk with Jesus and how to trust the Lord's direction in my life. When I was 16, our youth pastor encouraged us to make out a list of qualities that we wanted in a future spouse. Um, He wanted us to start thinking through, you know, who we needed to date and how would I recognize um, a potential spouse if I didn't know what I was looking for. So I made my list, and two years later, I met Greg, who really hit every point on that list. And after our second date, I remember coming home and telling my mom, he is the one I'm going to marry. So all through college, we dated and he wooed me, pursued me, and that once again, I felt chosen. And we began eventually to dream of a life together. He planned to go to law school and I wanted to um, pursue writing, which hopefully would allow me to work at home when children came along. However, as we got more serious, Greg began to share with me that sometimes he felt like God might be calling him to preach. So being the good little uh, church girl that I was, uh, I insisted he try to figure that out and then let me know because I was willing to go to law school with him, but I did not want to go to seminary with him. Uh, And that's not a very good start for a future pastor's wife, is it? Because, you know, he had grown up in a huge church his entire life, and Adrian Rogers was the only pastor he'd ever known. And I didn't think Greg really had any idea what most churches were like. My family, on the other hand, had been in several churches over the years. I'd seen church squabbles. You know, we'd seen pastors who were not strong leaders. Um, I'd heard people complain about church, and uh, ministry life was definitely not part of my plan for Happily Ever After. But eventually, Greg did feel God leading him into the legal career he'd always wanted. So we got married, we made it through law school, and we returned back home to settle into jobs and start a family. We plugged back into Pastor Rogers Church where we'd met and began teaching Sunday school together. And then, you know, Greg was ordained as a deacon. Professionally, Greg was becoming a great attorney. He flew all over the country trying cases and he loved practicing law. But every couple of years, this question about being called to preach would resurface. And I would always respond with, no, I don't think so. You're not hearing God right. 
But eventually, Greg did clearly hear God say, okay, you've had your time to practice law. Now it's time to leave and preach. So through prayer, God did confirm this call in my heart, and we surrendered in obedience, even though we did not know what ministry was going to look like for us. But I do remember foolishly telling my mom, it's not like he can work any more than he already does. Uh, Little did I know, right? So we went and counseled with Pastor Rogers about our decision. I shared my reluctance. I was very honest about I did not feel called to be a pastor's wife. And, you know, for the first time in my life, I did not feel chosen. And I was scared I was not going to be a good pastor's wife. So wisely and gently, Pastor reminded me that I did feel called to be Greg's wife. And he encouraged me just to be the best wife to Greg that I could be. And that was so freeing for me. And in God's loving kindness, he put us on staff at our home church for several years. So we didn't have to uproot our kids right away. And I had time to adjust to being a ministry wife in a way that fit my personality and my gifts. And over the years, various church members have told me I'm not what they'd call a typical pastor's wife. And I think they mean that in a good way. But being true to who God made me kind of released the pressure of trying to fit into a mold or conform to other people's expectations. And whenever we start at a new church, I I just wait on the Lord to show me where and when to plug in. Um, For example, at our first church, I taught a women's Bible study because I had been doing that previously and was comfortable with that. And and I also worked in Bible drill because that's what our kids were doing at that time. Later at another church, I helped launch a children's church program. And again, our children were able to help me because they were in um, junior high at the time. So they served alongside me. Now I'm more in a mentoring stage of life, and I have several younger women in my life that I'm uh, building relationships with. And whenever I'm serving in a ministry area that uses my God-given strengths and fits my personality, I'm able to serve with joy instead of resentment, and that helps me bear fruit as a Christian. It feels more natural because my ministry work flows out of how God is growing me. And my confidence in God's work in my life gives me confidence in my role as Greg's wife and as a pastor's wife. I can love people with graciousness and serve in the church as God leads me, knowing that Jesus and Greg are really the only ones I need to be pleasing. So this is part of my story of God at work in me. What about you? What about your story? Do you believe God has designed a special plan for you? You might not have been raised in a Christian home. Maybe you didn't grow up in church. Or like me, maybe you resisted your husband's call to ministry. That was not something that you really were signing up for. Maybe you did feel God call you to ministry when you were young, but now you're starting to doubt that call because ministry life, it really can be harder than we expected, can't it? 
Do you realize how chosen you are, even if you feel like you're floundering in your role as a pastor's wife? Psalm 139 beautifully describes how well God knows each one of us. He knows when you sit down and get up. He understands your thoughts. He's acquainted with all your ways. God encircles you behind and in front because He is always with you. He wove you together in your mother's womb. He has ordained your days, and His hand will guide you and hold you fast. You were fearfully and wonderfully made to fulfill His purpose. And if you know Him, God's Spirit lives in you to accomplish His plans in you. So, do you have a testimony ready that you can share with others? I'd like to invite you to sign up for an email challenge that Love Worth Finding has called Seven Days to Sharing Your Faith. And I'll put the sign up link in the show notes. Every day you'll get an email, um, every day for a week, I guess, you'll get an email uh, with tips on how to share your testimony and explain the gospel. And I encourage you to ask the Lord to help you prepare your God story, your testimony of his work in your life, and then ask him to open the door and give you opportunities to share it with other people. If you need somebody to practice on, write it out and email it to me. I'd love to read what God is doing in your life. Uh, my email is jaddison at lwf.org, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes. So, ladies, that's all I've got for today, and I'm just am so glad you're hanging out with me. I hope you've been encouraged and are challenged to be ready to give Him glory through your story. And until next time, let's keep loving Jesus, loving our husbands, and loving our people.